Hello, everybody. This is Lisa DeLay, and you are listening to the Spark My Muse podcast. Today is Soul School, Lesson 184, Bringing Light to Shadow. Today I have in my hand, if you could hear it, my actual book. The book I thought about writing for probably 15 years. The book I was working on really very hard for the last two years or so. The book launches April 6, 2021, but Amazon has started shipping it out five weeks early. So if you've ordered it on Amazon, you might already have it and you might already be reading it. If you ordered it from an independent bookstore, they are not like the behemoth who is like the tail that wags the dog. They stick to the release dates as they should. They won't have the book till April 6th. So if you'd like to order from an independent bookstore and help the little guy, you can buy my book by going to this short link I created, tiny.cc forward slash wild indie. And indie, use the capital letters for indie, I-N-D-I-E. The rest are lowercase. So this is a really exciting time for me. And I want to invite all of you to come to the book release celebration April 6th at 1 p.m. Go to sparkmymuse.com to find a link for that. It's free, of course, but you can register. And during that time, we're going to do readings. There'll be music, laughter, special guests. I have some goodies that I can't wait to package up and send out. It's going to be a lot of fun. There are a couple other things I want to bring to your attention, too. On the first Wednesday of the month, I usually do a book club discussion. And I want to feature my own book, but in May, instead of featuring my own book, what I'm going to do is a lesson on the Desert Father in Vagrius Ponticus. He's a major figure featured in my book. We'll learn a little bit about him for people who haven't gotten a chance to read the book yet. And then June 2nd, we'll actually have the book discussion for The Wildland Within. I'm really excited to be in contact with you dialogue back and forth, answer your questions, maybe you have thoughts about the book, I'd love to hear them, or you can read your favorite passage. Both of those events are also free, and you can find them through sparkmymuse.com on the events page. I also want to explain a little bit that my book is called The Wildland Within. The subtitle is called Cultivating Wholeness Through Spiritual Practice. And that is true. It is about cultivating wholeness through spiritual practice. But there is more beyond this subtitle that I would like to flesh out for you. It was difficult to find a subtitle that everybody agreed on and that captured what was in the book. Other things that the book is about are centering voices that are often marginalized when we're talking about spiritual formation and learning about God. So I wanted to include voices of indigenous people, Asian people, Latinx people, and Black Americans. Include scholars and teachings that we are not as familiar with. In the book, I also wanted to include the historic, cultural, and Christian influences that we are not really that aware of. These things mightily impact our interior climate, our spiritual landscape, if you will. The influence of the Roman Empire has far more influence on our everyday lives and our understanding of the agency of God that we might ever realize. The shift this made in Western Christianity is something that cannot really be underestimated. And then the offshoot of that is Protestantism. And then you have Protestantism within the United States, which is also affected by the Enlightenment, by capitalism, by individualism. 
and all sorts of American flavorings that make Christianity even more different than something that Jesus and the apostles would have recognized. And that is really just to say that Christianity is this giant, large thing, a many-storied and various thing that exists throughout generations and exists throughout hundreds and hundreds of years and millennia. I want to offer my readers a way to see a fuller range of Christianity and realize how they've been influenced. By doing that, we can realize how we're influenced and how we're made up and what might be affecting us that we might not realize. As we get to know ourselves better, we can get to know the images of God that we have that might be a little askew, or that might be a little incomplete, or that could use some tweaking, because none of us quite have the right image of God. In fact, as we think about God and try to envision God, there's really no way we can come up with a good understanding or a good picture of God, because we are finite and God is not. And so by introducing some various influences, we can get a fuller picture of what we are talking about when we speak of God and when we speak of Christianity. It was very important to me to also talk about some of the harder things that we experience in life, such things as grief and loss and woundings that happen to us along the way in life, to help us understand what is our interior life really like. Well, it's full of places of shadow that we don't understand or know about, once those places are better known to us, God can shine a healing light, as it were, into those places. Those places can be touched by the Spirit in ways that have never been before because they haven't been part of our awareness. I want to read to you an excerpt from page 64, and this is from the chapter called Chasms Within, chapter 4. And this section really extends 10 pages, but I'm not going to read 10 pages. What I'm trying to show here is that each of us, no matter who we are, have wounded places within us. Some we know about from specific instances, and some we're not quite aware of, and we act unconsciously out of these broken places. So I'll start reading here and maybe skip around a little bit so you get a sense of what chapter four is about. By learning what these wounds are, we can begin to heal from them, and we can begin to stop acting reactively out of these wounds where we wind up injuring our relationships and injuring other people and causing harm when we don't mean to do that, or being angry or in pain and not knowing why, kind of floundering around. Page 64 says, the interior world of each person has three ravines who are wounds with which to contend. The gaps are unbridgeable. In reality, of course, none of us has a clear vantage point atop a mesa in our inner world to see all of these three ravines. None of us can view ourselves entirely objectively and perceive such things. The chasms form in our lives and remain within us, and we reside in those dim and hidden areas and lose sight of wider terrain. That's when we're sort of hijacked in these places in our lives. We may stay put within these places without ever moving toward other terrains. We have little insight into our surroundings because the view is so obscured. We remain far too unknown to ourselves. Some of us have fumbled and felt our way into other ravines with great hardship and injury and suffering. Sometimes we migrate back and forth, take up very long residence in one particular shadowy or tangled chasm or another. No matter what, we never know too much about those darkened places until the divine and healing light shines into each gulf, crevice, and cranny. 
I'm going to skip a little bit and read this next section. In this chapter, we will look at the three perilous chasms of our inner lives that refer to the three core wounds that are part of our human experience. Father Thomas Keating speaks of these core wounds in his book, Invitation to Love, The Way of Christian Contemplation. As humans, we all have three biological needs that are essential, safety and security, esteem and affection, and power and control. Our three core wounds correspond to these vital needs. When our needs for safety and security, esteem and affection, and power and control go unmet, core wounds form like chasms within. Keating explains that we experience spiritual transformation when we heal the unconscious motives and responses that have become ingrained habits within us. Chasms in our interior worlds, these core wounds, will detract from the relationship with the divine. They can prevent us from knowing ourselves and being gracious to ourselves, such that growth becomes difficult or impossible. And core wounds can wreak havoc with our relationships with others. Furthermore, when we function from inside these chasm wounds, we hamstring so many of our efforts in vocation and life. When inadvertently taking up residence in a chasm of woundedness, whether it is a massive ravine or a small gully, we start to feel trapped. We may have no idea why, and we may go on for years floundering, wounded, and restless. Be assured that we all have issues like this in our interior worlds. We all carry some core wound issues within us, needs and injuries that contribute to our sense of safety and security, esteem and affection, and power and control. I can tell you that change is possible and healing is findable, but not by chance. After that, in the book, I go into describing each one of the ravines, these core wounds, how these wounds began in our lives, and how they can go unnoticed. Safety and security has to do with some very foundational things. A lot of those things happened even before our conscious chronological understanding. For instance, if we were sickly as a baby, we won't have any recollection of that, but we may go through life feeling unsafe in our bodies. Esteem and affection affects us in childhood and adolescence especially, and is a normal part of our human development. But usually wounds are created there. There are wounds that make us feel inferior, feel the need to be accepted and loved, of course, because we're human mammals and we need that. But those wounds are formed when betrayals happen, when we're disappointed in other people. And we all have these wounds that we try to make up for, perhaps trying to get people's approval, trying to impress people hope that they think that we're smart or that we're likable or that we're somehow impressive. That's a core wound and we will often operate out of that core wound without even realizing it. Power and control is the other one. And this relates to many things in our lives that we assume we have power over or try to have power over in order to feel calm, capable, and unanxious. So we might do little things like manipulate our surroundings or manipulate other people. We might get overly anxious when things don't go our way or disappointed when our expectations are not met. And these core wounds can really get a hold of our lives and dictate a lot of decisions, projects we take on, how we find or try to find happiness. And when these ravines 
in our inner world are covered in shadow, meaning they're obscured to us, and we're just operating blindly from there. We can really have bumpy lives that have a lot of tumult and a lot of problems in our relationships and in our jobs. So getting insights into these wounded parts is a piece of my book that I think is critical for us to understand ourselves better, but to also understand how other people work too. Everyone has core wounds. As soon as you know what they are, you'll see how people operate out of these wounds all the time. And maybe you can have more compassion for them because we're all dealing with the same core wounds. And these are core wounds that God wants to walk through with us, wants to walk through the caverns and light them up and help us through them. What we find is after healing, the long process of healing takes really our whole lives. But after we gain some of that, we have what is called in the Bible more fruit of the Spirit, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, long-suffering, and I'm forgetting the rest. (laughs) The fruit of the Spirit is the work of God in us. It is what Jesus was like. It's the characteristics of God that really is what it's like to be fully loved and to know it. I'm really excited for you to get this book, The Wild Land Within. And if you're interested, I would love to come to your area and do a little talk about the book, sign your book copy, or have a meal with a small group of you. Let me know if that's something you'd like to do. You can contact me at sparkmymuse.com, and it would be really lovely to come to your area and talk about the topics in this book, because I know we will all do better the more we know we are loved, and the more we are healed, and we are more able to help each other out. Show notes for this episode are available at patreon.com forward slash sparkmymuse. They are free this time. All the show notes for February are also free. That is when I've paid special attention to my Black friends and their accomplishments and the beauty of their lives. I encourage you to go to patreon.com forward slash sparkmymuse and check out all that's available for free and support the show if you can, even if it's at just a dollar a month. Every little bit makes a difference. Thank you so much for listening. Come back next week for an episode with a guest. May God bless you.